Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. Let's join Pastor Paul Carlson for today's message. Psalm 91:14. You know, I, I'll say this is probably one of my favorite psalms. Psalm 91 ranks really high. But here in the, the last portion of it, you know, the, the shift of it is this. It says in verse 14, because he set his love upon me. Who's he talking about? He's talking about us. That we've set our love upon the Most High God. He says, therefore, I'm going to deliver him. I'm going to say, say, he delivers me. Then the Lord says this. He says, I'll set him on high because he's known my name. That's talking about us. He says, I'll set him on high because we know his name. There's something about knowing the name of Jesus. Something about knowing what that name means. Not just flipping it off in casual conversation, but knowing in your heart that there's power in that name. That name brings him on the scene. That name brings power on the scene. The New Berkeley version, I like this, it says, I'll place him securely on high, for he has faith in my name. Now, again, in Mark 16, I want to read this, in verse 17 and 18. It says this, talking about the name. Taken right from Psalm 91 and going to the Gospel of Mark, the Gospel of Mark, he said this, And these signs, Jesus was speaking, These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. I like to put that together. I mean, I don't know that these signs always follow everyone that's a believer, but I know this, they follow those that believe in the name of Jesus. Believing in the name, having faith in the name, knowing that there's power in that name. He says, in, in my name, those that believe in my name, they shall cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it'll not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now there's a whole mouthful in there. A whole lot of directions to go. What I want to talk about this morning for the few minutes that we have is this last thing about they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Everybody hold your hands out in front of your eyes. Say, Jesus said, I could lay these hands on the sick and they should, they shall recover. Okay. Now who's he talking? Who was Jesus talking to? Yeah, that's right, Scott. He was talking to you. Anybody else he was talking to? I think he was talking to all of us that believe in his name. Believe in his name. There's power. You know, when, when there's sick people, you know, it doesn't take, you know, it doesn't take you bringing them to church for the second song on a Sunday morning to have people lay hands on them. Does that work? Absolutely. But I'm, what I want to get across is this. God wants to use you. It doesn't just have to happen in church. In fact, the most common place that God wants to move, I believe, is out, outside of church. Out on the street, out in the workplace, in your home. Sickness is coming. I'm telling you what, you have been commissioned. 
You've been deputized. Tell you what, you got more than one bullet, too. Anyway, but anyway, he's given you the name. He's given you the name, and he said, Those that believe in my name, they'll lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. All right, in Matthew 18, I wanted to read this this morning, too. We're going we're gonna to dwell on healing power in the name. But in Matthew 18, 20, it says this, Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Let me talk about this verse for a minute. There, there is a reality that wherever you go, God is there. Did you hear me? God is there. You can't outrun him. You can't, you could dig the deepest hole, you know, climb the highest mountain, sing a song, whatever. But I'm telling you what, God is wherever you're going to go. He's there. He's omnipresent. In the book of Hebrews, it says this. It says, he said, I'll never leave you. The Amplified says, I'll never, 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 never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He won't. He won't turn his back on you. He's with you. His presence is always there. And the good news is that at any time, no matter how you or I are feeling, we can tap into the presence of God. We can, we can choose to tap into that presence. You can go into the most darkest place. I'm telling you, walk down the darkest alley. You know, even have goosebumps, you know, that aren't good because you're, you're in this bad place. But I'm telling you what, God is there. But Jesus said this. He says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. What I do want to get across to you is this. There's power in agreement. God never designed you or I to go through life alone. He's always into godly connections. Godly connections. Divine appointments. Divine relationships. Don't take for granted the people that God has put in your life. Don't take for granted your church. Church is a primary place where you connect with other believers that are of the like mind. Jesus said, where two or three are there in my name, in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Now, Bosworth, F.F. Bosworth, the women's group, has been reading that book, Christ the Healer. And I don't know which chapter, it's beyond chapter 10, but somewhere at the end of the book, Bosworth made this statement. I'll just tell you what he said. He said this, there are some, some miracles that you'll only see in a corporate setting. I'm, that's just what Bosworth said. He said this, but I, I know this. There is something about sometimes just connecting with other people of like mind that believe together. There's power in it. Jesus said this. He says, man, when you guys get together, I'm right there in the midst of it all. Now, don't forget, when you go home and you don't have that other two or three there, he's still there with you. But don't take for granted the other people in, in Solomon, Solomon said in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, he said this. He said, woe to the man who is alone when he falls because there's no one there to pick him up. <laughs> there's that woe word again. Whoa. He says, man, it's a he said, it's a bummer if you're all alone and you fall because there's no one to pick you up. We need each other. Okay? We need each other. All right. 
the power in Jesus' name. All right, I'm going to get on with this. I read Mark 16, Romans 10, 13. Let's just look at that for a minute. Romans 10, 13. Another, I, I, I've got a lot of favorite scriptures, you know. 2 Corinthians 5.17 has always been my classic favorite that I'd say that's it. But boy, there's, you live a while and you just get some other gems in your tank and you go, wow. Romans 10.13 is definitely one of those. It says this, that whosoever, whosoever, yes, yeah, see, there it is. Whosoever shall call upon what? Call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So who does this work for? Whosoever. Is there any whosoever in the house? This works for everyone. But I didn't brush my teeth this morning. It works for you. But brush your teeth. This, this works for, for, you know, every nationality. This works if you're a male, if you're a female. It says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. Dana said one of her favorite prayers to pray is just to say, Lord, help! I remember one time when she was going through a hard time in life and we, we worked uh, in Hopkins and lived in Crystal and we drove Highway 100 every day. And she said she was driving down Highway 100 and her, I think her window was open and she was saying, help! She wondered what it was like people standing on the street, this, this lady in this car going by with this open window going, help! And I said, oh, what in the world is going on? God hears you when you call. God hears you when you call. When you call on the name of Jesus, I don't care if you've never talked to him before, he hears you when you call. You know, even as a, as a, as a person, before I was even born again, I, I was dangerous because I had church knowledge, you know. My parents were Christians. I was just rebellious growing up. But I, I would call on the name when I'd look in my rearview mirror and see red lights flashing. I'd say, it was one of the few times I'd say, Jesus, help me. And, and, and then he'd get me out of it somehow and I'd go, phew, praise God, got through that. I didn't say praise God, I said, yeah, all right. Got, I didn't pick up the Christianese until later, you know, but that was a good message too. <laughs> but calling on the name of Jesus, it said, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. Now, you know what I want to show you is this word saved is an amazing word. And, and if you have even some study Bibles will give you the footnote of what the, the Greek meaning of this word, so it's, the Greek word is sozo, where it says they shall be saved. And it, so you could say they shall be sozo, but you know, who'd know what that meant? But, but sozo, what it means is, 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 we use it for the word salvation, but it means to be healed. It means to be delivered. It means to be sound. It means to be preserved. It means to have safety. All those things, healing, preservation, soundness, help me, uh, <laughs> deliverance, and, and uh, which one did I miss? Anyway, they're all five in it. They're all safety. Safety. Calling on the name of the Lord, all these things are available to you and I. Deliverance, safety, preservation, healing, and soundness. What I want to talk about, just for the couple minutes we're here this morning, is that there is healing 
in the name of Jesus. There's, say that. There's healing, There's healing. In, the name of Jesus. in the name of Jesus. Do you know that healing comes from God? Can I make a real just simple statement? Sickness is from the devil. Sickness is from the devil. You need to have that straight. You need to know that like you know your name. If you don't know that, you'll never know what to resist. When sickness knocks on your door, you may wonder, well, maybe this is something God's trying to bring me, trying to teach me something. Tell you what, He doesn't need to put sickness in your life to teach you something. I always say, you know, you can learn things in a sick bed, or you can learn things laying on the beach. I prefer the beach. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. Healing is from God, sickness and disease of every kind, of every kind, is from the devil. That's how plain it was. But, but I was listening to TV the other day and someone said something. To, I don't care what they said. What I care about is what Jesus said. What I care about is what the Word says. Sickness is from the devil. Uh, Paul, uh, no, Luke, in, in Acts 10, uh, 38, said this about Jesus. Actually, we get right down to it. It was Peter. And Luke was, was writing the words of Peter. Peter was preaching in the house of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. Cornelius, as we know, he was an Italian dude and had a good heart towards God. And, and God moved heaven and earth to bring the apostle Peter to his house. How, how cool is that? Brings Peter to your house. You know, Keith Hershey, you guys remember Keith Hershey? I love this, that one time he was over in Africa somewhere doing a crusade. And Keith is on TV all the time in, in a lot of countries in the world. Like the Philippines, they go into Arby's or something in the Philippines, and there he is on TV. Or, you know, but here he was in, in Africa somewhere, and he, knocked, he, was, he was witnessing, going hut to hut, door to door witnessing. And he knocked on someone's door, and they opened it up, and, and they're watching TV, and there he was on TV, and there he was at the door. He says, let me tell you about Jesus. <laughs> Cornelius, you know, had Peter come right to his house. God, God moved heaven and earth, brought an angel, brought, had, a, had gave Peter a vision, got him off the housetop, said, hey, go to this guy's house and tell him the good news. So much of what people tell you nowadays is not the good news. But the gospel is good news. Jesus came to give you good news. And if what you're hearing isn't good news, I tell you, it isn't the gospel. So right there in the middle of Cornelius' house, Peter was preaching and he says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Healing comes from God. Sickness, oppression, comes from the devil. Wow, that's 101, isn't it? 101, or maybe it's 1038 or something. But anyway, Luke chapter 7, I want to read this. Romans, remember we read this, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. Healed, delivered, safety, preservation, soundness. 
Isn't that a good one? Soundness. Call on the name of the Lord. Soundness. I'm calling on you, Lord. Soundness. I'm thinking clear. You know, you don't have to get loopy as you get older. Luke 7. And when he'd ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. For he loves our nation. He's built us a synagogue. And Jesus went with them. And when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying, Lord, trouble not yourself, for I'm not worthy that you should come and enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but I say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say unto one, Go, and he goes. And to another, Come, and he comes. And to my servant, Do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. And he turned him about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great a faith no, not in Israel. They that were sent returned to the house and found the servant whole that had been sick. All right. I love that story. Isn't that a good one? Jesus marveled at this guy's faith. You know, there's only two places in the gospel where Jesus marveled. And once was because of great faith. The other time was because of great unbelief. But here in this story, this man, you know, he understood authority. He understood authority. He says, I'm a man who has authority. I say to this guy, you know, go and he goes and this one come and he comes. And he understood that there was spiritual authority. And he said, just speak the word and I know my servant will be healed. Now, an interesting thing about this story is remember the man didn't think he was worthy and he sent servants to Jesus. And he, they told him, they pled his case and, and in Matthew's gospel, the very same story is written. And sometimes it, it's been a stumbling block to people because they've read this and they, they see the similarity, but they see that it's, it's told totally different. Don't ever get hung up when you think there's some kind of a contradiction in the Word of God. Don't get hung up on it. Just hang cool. What I'd say is put, put it on the shelf. Put it, you, do you guys know everything yet? All right, no hands. Mine are not up. Mine are not up. I don't know everything yet. You know, as you walk with God, sometimes you've got to put things on the shelf that you don't understand, that you don't know. But as you keep going, I'm telling you what, He'll show you things. Yeah. I remember as a, as a student at Rama Bible Training Center, you know, back in, it would have been 1980, and we had, we had a guy come and preach that if I said his name, everybody would know who he was. And, and I remember as, as he was preaching one night, I'm sitting there, and you've got to understand, I was a young whippersnapper. I'd only been born again a little over a year, year and a half or so. And I was just figuring stuff out, but man, you know, I thought I was bigger than I was because here I was at Rhema. Yeah. But I remember sitting there hearing this guy preach. And he said something, because at that time, I, I'd read every one of Hagen's books, you know, memorized a couple of them. And, and this guy said something that I knew didn't line up 
with what Brother Hagin taught. And inside I was going, hey, 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 what's going on here? I wanted to get up in my chair and wave a flag and say, did you all catch that? He said something that was different than Brother Hagin says. That's how I, because I didn't know any better. I didn't do that, thank God. Thank God I don't act on every thought that comes to my head. <laughs> thank God for Dana. She keeps me from acting on some thoughts that come to my head. <laughs> but I, I just sat there and I, I, I watched, but I, I was inwardly alarmed. And, and uh, well, some time went by, and, and uh, I was in class sometime later. And Brother Hagin brought up that very service. He said, how many remember when so-and-so was preaching here? And, and I, I sat on the edge of my seat, you know, because I remembered it. He says, well, you know, that night he was preaching, he said, he said something I didn't agree with. And now I'm ready to get out of my seat. I'm ready to go, yeah, all right, you caught it. He caught it, yeah. See, he didn't react like I did, or I would have. He said, you know, when he said that, he said, I just put it on the shelf. And he says, I didn't shut down. And he said, it wasn't but a couple minutes, and that man of God said something that answered a question I'd had for decades. The, the trick is, is you don't shut people out. You don't close the door on the Holy Ghost. He is the teacher. There's nobody who's perfect. There's no one that has perfect doctrine. And I know this is going to shock you, but, but not even me. Not even me. Few are that close as I am. Anyway, but no, no. come on, come on. You've got to know my humor, all right? But don't get bent out of shape if you ever have questions about the Bible, okay? God's faithful. He'll get you what you need to know if you stay plugged in. But in Matthew's gospel, it tells the same story as we read in Luke. The difference being is in this story, it, it, it's, it tells it as, this, as if the centurion came to Jesus himself. Luke's gospel, the man sent his servants to Jesus to explain his case, to get him to speak the word that his servant could be healed. In Matthew's Gospel, you read it, it's as if the centurion came his very own self. Well, I, was, I, I heard this once and I read it in, in a commentary that helped me greatly to understand it. Is, you see, the custom of the day, the custom, how many know there's customs of the day? How many know that if, if someone was transported in time to our day, you know, even a hundred years, they'd, they would just be lost? You know, we used to bring people back occasionally from Haiti, you know, third world country, they'd come to America, and, you know, they, they were, they'd get lost sometimes. I remember we walked into a grocery store one time with, with this young guy named Kesnell, and, and uh, we got halfway through the store and realized he wasn't there. He was back at the, the front door watching it open and shut. <laughs> Had never seen that. I realized after that I had to keep an eye on him, you know? Walking through a, a mall, saw a pet store. The guy was absolutely amazed that there were people buying rats. And tarantulas, and tarantulas. 
You know, I've killed my share of tarantulas in the day. <laughs> Thank God I won't go there. I won't go there. Okay, not acting on every thought. <laughs> anyway, um, where was I? All right, people, people, you know, customs of the day. People could be confused if they just popped into our day and, and we just acted like, chill, everything's good. I tell you what, they'd be confused. They'd hear people talking about apples and blackberries and they wouldn't know what we were talking about. <laughs> well, in the day that, that Matthew and Luke penned these words and, and told these stories, this was the thought of the day. That if someone were assigned a mission in the name of the person that sent them, when they carried out that mission, it was as if the person that sent him actually was there. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if you went on a mission for someone else and you showed up, when I used to work for Billy Graham years ago, I was a truck driver, in-town in truck driver. There's places I'd go. One of them was the post office. Many days, I'd pull up into the post office dock downtown Minneapolis, and I'd get out of my car, and I'd hear the guys on the dock say, Billy's here. <laughs> Billy? No, it was me. But you see, I was going in Billy's behalf. In their day, it carried a much deeper meaning. It was as if that person was there themselves. What I want to tell you this morning is this. When you act on the name of Jesus, it is as if Jesus himself is there. When you lay hands on the sick, it's not just you. Now, don't go weird on this. You're not God. I'm not God. He's God. But we've been commissioned. And when we act in his name, it is as though he's doing it himself. Does that give you power? Does that increase your faith? Tell you, your kids are sick. I'm telling you what, lay hands on them. What if I do and it doesn't work? Would you lose? Do it again. Do it. Believe in the name. People get so hung up, like, what if, 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 what if? Well, what if you did? And what if it didn't? Do it anyway. I can tell you from experience that it works. It works. It works. Problem is, most of the time, is we have our eyes so much on us and how imperfect we are. But we've got to put our eyes on Jesus. We've got to act on his behalf. It's not, I couldn't heal a gnat. I wouldn't want to. I, I, my, my love needs to grow. <laughs> but he's the healer. He is the healer. In his name, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. To partner with this ministry or for any additional information, please visit libertychristiancenter.org.